Where's All right, you guys uh, about to... I've been recording this whole time, just in case we just felt like going, so... Oh, boy. A, you know. Yeah, we've pretty much just been shooting the shit already. Cut it out, cut it out. <laughs> we'll cut, cut it that out. part out, don't worry cut about it. it. Cut it out. <laughs> cut it out and fucking post. Post. <laughs> post. Cuts it everything after it out. Now, wait a minute. Um, it's all right, movies. it's the movies. Yeah, this is the Dancers Paradise podcast, and we watched what Dangerous Men, which is a uh, straight from Wikipedia 2005 action American thriller film written, directed, and produced by not that name under the pseudonym of John S. Red. 21 now years to make it released, it was an experience. experience. Uh, <laughs> started production in '84, <laughs> it finished 21 years later. And it's a fucking mess. You totally just have the wiki up, don't you? I absolutely have the wiki up. You think I'm yeah, talking about it? Just have the wiki summary. Straight from Wikipedia. Yeah. What, what am I going to, like, remember this? I, it's such a... The movie goes nowhere, yet it goes everywhere. Like, how am I supposed what? to remember it? Like, the, the thing about Dangerous Men 2 is, like, when you actually, like try to describe the plot to the movie kind of sounds interesting like you have a couple mina and daniel right um that are about to be engaged they go on a trip to the beach together and they're assaulted by two bikers uh that are trying to uh sexually assault mina um daniel defends her kills one of the bikers but ends up being killed by the other and mina retaliates and kills the other biker and basically goes on a killing spree uh trying to kill other potential rapists quote unquote um and is chased by the police across the country <laughs> i mean that's the first quarter of the movie and <laughs> <laughs> dude it goes nowhere real fast it, it, there's just so much stupid shit in between like even the bikers showing up to the beach they like they just roll up like they're two fucking hell's angels and they go, it's it's time to just go hang out at the beach and find somebody to rape. Like it's fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's done very it's done very strangely. Like it's not executed at all. This is just done terribly. The but you can see the idea of what it was trying to do. But then the big problem is because it took, you know, twenty-one years, the the second half of the movie just goes somewhere completely different. They use whole these well, she they they figured out how to end Mina's uh, arc in one scene, three quarters of the way in the movie for five minutes. Dude, it was it was not even like mentioned. It was mentioned offhand. It was like oh, but uh, let's let's try to go try to go through the movie, and I don't even know what we try to find. Where but... did it start? It starts off with like uh, they're getting engaged, right? And she's oh no, before has... that. Oh, does Before it? that, there was the remember that opening, that beautiful I, opening of the the waters crashing onto the rocks that oh, went on for like fucking five to and ten Earl minutes, <laughs> and then ended with that CGI explosion on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was beautiful, and then just opens. I don't know. We're, I don't know if they're on a set or something, but the first scene we actually see is just just literally just the uh, the front door to a house, 
and it's completely pitch black except for a spotlight. <laughs> like it's literally a spotlight just shine directly onto the door. It looks terrible. It's fantastic. <laughs> and then you get the shoe shots, the, the oh, Neil Green famous two feet walk in. Yeah, they, they can't stop following the guy's feet just as he walks forward the whole time. It's, it's also like 80 seconds of continuous walking before we get anywhere. It is. I'm starting to notice this like trend of, of they're driving for five minutes or they're walking for five minutes in all these terrible movies. And they think they're, they're great cinematographers and they talk, they, they feel so uh, their, their egos are huge. But then you just watch five minutes of the movie and you go, why? Where is this ego from? How did you have you never seen a movie before? Like, this is not you could cut out all this shit. I wonder if they think it's like building tension or something. I don't you know. You can't build tension a lot with that soundtrack, that music. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. All five songs throughout the entire movie. At least they were original. I'll give him that. He made his own music. <laughs> it was something. But. The entire beginning part, too, because I, I guess the idea was, was supposed to show like Mina Daniel's relationship, but it's just so dis disjointed. Like, it's just the same scenes, like cut up into pieces and then shuffled together. Like, it, ju it just mixes or just changes between all of them a lot. And it's very weird. There's, yeah, very little linear playthrough of the movie. It's, it's. And, and then in between, I mean, this is this is not counting all the terrible audio cutting. Like, there's a scene in a restaurant early on where, where <laughs> they mute everything except them talking. And when they're talking, you can hear all the background of the restaurant. <laughs> and so every oh, yeah. time they stop talking, it's dead silent. And then you hear forks clinking and stuff every time they say something. And the actual background audio uh, is, like, louder than them talking. <laughs> Yeah, you can hear you can hear people having conversations in the background. <laughs> I couldn't wait till no one was there. There was no time. Yeah, they said here's an hour. They only had twenty one years. Okay, Fliz. <laughs> Wasn't it actually twenty six? No, it was twenty one. Uh, when, when the movie came yeah. out, two thousand five. Two fifteen. Yeah. Uh, it was actually re-released in 2015. It came out in 2005. Oh. Wait, re-released? Yep. Yeah, someone actually bought the film um, and re-released it in 2015. Did I don't remember remaster who... it? <laughs> no, they just re-released it, I guess. I don't know why. <laughs> There's a couple a... companies um, that do that. Yeah. Because when the uh, film was first released, it was only released in five Los Angeles theaters for a week. It earned <laughs> 200... Or 2002... $2,238. In 2005? Yep. And I was, was going to adjust for inflation, but there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> that movie didn't make any money. Oh. The best the Wikipedia page even states after that, at least one person saw the film three times. <laughs> it was John <laughs> Rad. <laughs> I bet, I, I'm willing to bet that's why they re-released re it, because, you know, it, it's a cult classic at this point. Like, a lot of, a lot of underground... Uh, like moviegoers know about dangerous men. It's just so popular in certain areas. Um, so I'm betting they re-released in theaters, hoping to get a like lot a of uh, midnight movie mass. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yep, that kind of yep. shit. It probably didn't do anything because <laughs> everyone at that point had already seen it anyway. I'd see. Here's the thing, though. Like it's weird and it's it's kind of crazy, but. You know, halfway through, I was checking to see how much time was left because it was no Miami connection. It was no Samurai Cop. It was no Neil Breen. It was just kind of there. There was there was a couple scenes that kept me going in the end. But uh, yeah, midpoint where the movie changes entirely to be something different. Uh, I was like, uh, 
Well, the, the order to everything is a little little funky because it's like right after it shows Mina and Daniel, right? We get that convenience store scene. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, where the guy... Uh... They're robbing oh, yeah. the convenience store? <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. Right? You probably did. There's like almost no point except to introduce David, Daniel's Tender brother. said his brother's a cop, yeah. It took way too long. The scene's a mess. <laughs> well, and then you, you, don't never, even... you don't even see Daniel anymore until... Yeah, and then you don't or... see him for like a half hour. <laughs> yeah. And then he's yeah. gone. Yeah, because after Daniel dies, it, it takes like also another like 35, 40 minutes before you even learn David's name. That's true. Yeah, I actually thought his name was Daniel at first. Oh, we didn't um, even know they wrong. were the different actors. Like, ever they looked. It seems like there were a few times where they couldn't get the same actor back over the twenty-one year period, and oh, they I'm just sure. like put a shot or two in. Of, I mean, uh, twenty-one years—that's a lot of time to rethink being in that movie. It makes me want to look up like Mina's acting history and be like, "What? What else happened? How did? How did this work out for you?" Here, you know what? I'm gonna do that. Okay, so uh, the bikers. Okay, we're gonna we're just gonna skip past that one scene because of of uh, the liquor store. Nothing really happens there. It no, just introduces no. the guy, and then we're right on to beach rape, right? Yep, the beach scene. Immediately um, beach scene. A very casual beach rape. It, it was. It's so yeah. strange because like the yeah the the bikers were so just like nonchalant, nonchalant about it. They're, just, yeah. they're literally just laying together on the beach just waiting for i guess waiting for them to walk over to them which i don't really i don't really that's exactly what they're doing too he to was work. like because he was like i told you they'd be coming <laughs> yeah like he says i told you they'd be coming over here which doesn't make any sense and then i like how mina also knew that they were bikers too even though they never saw them come up to them like well, they, she just know. assumed this is a I'm movie assuming... no go for it I was assuming that they heard them because they pull up right after them. So they probably heard the bikers pull in. That's what I kind of figured. Like, there's a lot of things. If you're going to watch the movie, you got to assume a lot of things happened. Like, it's possible, but you got to fill in a lot of the blanks yourself. I wonder what Mina and Daniel were thinking just walking, watching these two biker dudes go to the beach and lay down together. <laughs> <laughs> just come down and sit on the beach. It's not like, it's it's not like they're dressed for the beach either. They're not no, dressed they for weren't. the beach. They were not. Uh, Mina um, has had exactly one movie credit to her name, and it is Dangerous Men. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. really? Yeah. Yep. Oh no. Poor She's Melody Liggins. Like, <laughs> the um, beginning and the end of a career. It was, but it was a twenty-one year, <laughs> twenty-one year career. She but, she made a whole three fifty. Then after Mina, Daniel, and the bikers, like that was the. The weirdest non-aggressive, non-aggressive, aggressive meeting I've ever seen. <laughs> like it was just a lot of uh, talking that didn't really go anywhere. And there was a point where like the two separated, like they were walking off, like away from each other. And the biker's like, "That bitch is hot. Let's do this." And then they just meet back up again and start fighting. <laughs> and then it's... he he actually kills the, the 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 boyfriend, the fiance Daniel actually kills one of the bikers. Uh, and it's an attempted rape. He doesn't. The other biker doesn't get it off. Uh, he tries obviously, and then he just walks up and stabs Daniel, which yeah. <laughs> and and I guess oh. <laughs> Mina. It, it's such a weird term because there's no crying over Daniel. There's no nothing. She immediately turns to the other biker and is like, "Hey, handsome, 
how you doing? Take me to a hotel room somewhere. It was like immediate. Yeah, there was no change in anything. She immediately flipped a switch, which is kind of par for the movie because a lot of people die in front of other people. Uh, There's a scene later on that's almost exactly the same kind of scene, and the woman is just standing there with like the most blank expression on her face watching two men like kill each other. What I love about it, too, is even the biker, he literally says, what the hell is wrong with you? Are you yep. crazy? <laughs> he yep. completely understands that this is not normal. And then he's just OK with it. Like yep. a couple sentences later, it's amazing. He then takes her to a steak dinner at a hotel. <laughs> 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 to which I, I can only imagine what their conversation over dinner was. But Mina seems to be playing this like this role of of trying to get in this guy's good graces the biker who killed her fiance and he's just buying into it because movie um and they get to their room and then she she he's just <laughs> hey i'm gonna go take a shower when i get out i need you to rub my knees and lick my belly button in that <laughs> order <laughs> There can be no deviation <laughs> from this plan. And why in that order? Because there's a knife hidden in her butt crack. I fucking dude, I love the ass knife so much. It deals poison damage. <laughs> it's gonna give him sepsis. <laughs> I feel like sepsis might not be the biggest of his issues. He's, he's going real hard and there's like full frontal nudity at this point and he's going real hard on that belly button she stabs him a few times and then she lets you know that oh I'm so sad about Daniel and I killed him because he killed Daniel and like she was all a ploy to, to revenge and it's, uh, it's very strange it's super strange and then she just takes off running from the hotel she doesn't even steal the bike she doesn't she just runs into the darkness <laughs> from the hotel down the highway right well like a couple things with that though is like yeah, yeah I, I brought that up when we were watching it and uh you said i think like me she doesn't know how to drive the motorcycle that's true yeah that's fair and the other thing and to be fair to them like that they did set up in the movie is the biker did say that he wanted to be woken up at 5 a.m that next morning because he wanted to leave early mm-hmm. so she can't stay there because the the people are going to come in at 5 a.m. to make sure that they're out of there. So she needs to leave like almost right away in the middle of the night. I can understand her not staying there, but yeah, to not take the bike is still, she didn't even try. (laughs) You could have figured it out. (laughs) It can't be that hard. Yeah. Um, where, (laughs) what, oh yeah. Then she, uh, is immediately picked up by another rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Who, uh, who, who, she falls asleep in his truck for some reason. I'll never understand that. Yeah, that was fucking so weird. It, it's strange that she'd be so comfortable enough with this random dude after just experiencing what she did to just, like, you know, take a nap. <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is another one of those things where you gotta kind of, like, fill in. Like, she has been awake for 24 hours. She did witness and commit murders. She did, uh, she, she had a whole steak dinner (laughs) and then she ran for like five hours. Yeah. And, and to be fair, like who expects to run to that many rapists, (laughs) like in a row, like two in two days, I'm not falling asleep in a fucking stranger's car. 
He's an older guy too. Like, she, well, and he said, "I have a family, and I'm nice." And he was British, and you can't be afraid of a British. And accent. he didn't look like a like a scoundrel or anything. Scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> like he just seemed like a like like cool dude, but apparently not. No. Because he pulls over and then puts a gun to her, and says, uh, "I deserve this," or something along those lines. <laughs> What did he say? Oh, I deserve this as like a henpecked husband or some shit. And uh, she somehow gets the drop on him. She, she, he, he says, she's like, uh, you got to move over here. Okay. Now you got to put your gun over here. Okay. Now you got to take your clothes off. And then she, she, she grabs him by the dick. Literally just full on grabs his dick. You can see it in the movie. Like she's got a wrap around there. Like she's got him and she's got a knife to it. And, That's uh, not acting either. It was she not that, acting. That was off script. It just came up. It just <laughs> happened that way. Um, and then she steals his truck and sends him off into the, the, the desert nude. And this is where the movie does that weird thing where it just follows. I, I think this is where it's supposed to be comedy. And it's it doesn't really land, but it is technically funny. Uh, it was funny reasons. just because of it like was, the context of what, what was happening, but yeah, it it made it seem like we were following him for so long. It didn't even become funny. It just, it just became why are we following this guy? Yeah, who's just naked dancing in the desert? Yeah, like, he he's covering. At first, he's covering himself up, and then he realizes he's like, uh, and he's talking to himself, and he's blaming his dick, and he's he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> legit legit talking to his penis and then he 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 starts Blame dancing again. and singing in like the woods for no reason it's just a thing that you, you're supposed to watch i don't know why <laughs> and uh he tries to get some help from somebody and they throw garbage at him and they drive off and that's the end of that character i never <laughs> see him again Dude. not what and his idea is like parts. He's like, I'll, I'll see if, uh, I'll tell them that some woman tried to rape me and took all my clothes. Like, that's the most believable thing he could say. It's just a very strange place to go. Like, not I got mugged and somebody took all my shit, just <laughs> some yep. woman. I was so <laughs> handsome. <laughs> this movie has like a how, lot of rape. I like how that one guy was basically hired to be like, yeah, you're just going to throw trash at an old naked guy in the desert. <laughs> That's that guy's only role. Yep. Oh, you thought they hired him? That happened. Yeah. <laughs> like that was that was real. <laughs> they and they were like, "Yo, can we get your name just so we can credit you in the movie?" He's like, "Sweet." <laughs> um, they also oh, did gosh. come up with the, his final story was that he lost all of his clothes gambling. That's true. <laughs> happens, you know, it happens. Sometimes. He gambled on something and he lost his clothes, so I guess he isn't too wrong on that one. I mean, when I see older things, that's that's like a trope, I guess. You've seen it many times of like, I lost my shirt gambling and now I'm stuck in the Vegas with nothing. And so that that's okay. All right. I can I can get behind that a little bit. Um from there, Mina goes to the city in her car that she uh I feel like we're missing some stuff though. There's some stuff with like uh the detectives in their office and the lead detective, uh Oh, no, 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 that comes next. Because, That's yeah, afterwards, because yeah. the murders haven't started yet. So Mina after, hasn't started murdering people. Yeah, so after she gets away in the truck, she basically goes into into the city, and she uh, she meets with a prostitute, I believe. She she picks up a prostitute, 
And basically she's trying to get information because her plan at this point, because she's been a, had so many attempted rapes on her, is to just start murdering men, assuming that they're rapists. She's and gone. she's full serial killer. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, up. and she's using the prostitute to get information on where is the like the least dangerous areas to go or where can she be the most successful? Um, and it's it's an interesting scene. It, it's it's an interesting scene. Uh, the quick note that the prostitute seems like she's not only a real prostitute or I mean, she's either a real prostitute or the best actress in the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like honestly, I think I even said like, yeah, no, that's a real prostitute. <laughs> like she was legit crying after all uh, after her little speech. It was it was nuts. Um, but after that, we just have a have her murdering people <laughs> like it's just her straight murdering people across across the country. Uh, and the detectives, it cuts back to uh, the original brother of the fiancé, who's a detective, and they're telling him, get off the case. He's told this by his uh, boss, who is definitely reading the script off the paper that's highlighted in front of him. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can see it. It's, it's literally just right in front of him, in the shot. You can see the highlighter in there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally the script. It's amazing. Uh, I think they were banking on the quality being shitty enough to not be able to see it was actually the script. <laughs> yes, uh, it was almost there. It was almost that bad. Maybe back in the 80s it would have been that bad. I love that his, uh, his phone call, the way they made it sound like it was from the other side, was he was basically screaming inside the room. He's just sitting on the other side of the room in a folding chair. You read your lines and I read them back. <laughs> we'll muffle it up so it sounds like a phone call. Um... And I mean, there's... that is actually before before we follow David, there's there's the other rapist. There's one more. Remember, because she goes onto the beach and she sees like the shell and everything. Oh, yeah. And then oh, she's yeah. about to leave. Um, somehow she ran out of gas in her car, so she needs to hitchhike again. And of course, the car that picks her up is once again uh, another rapist. <laughs> so many um but she's way more prepared this time she just straight up like shoots the guy <laughs> she even <laughs> like, asked him she's like is this what you want are you sure you don't know yeah. it but i know you're about to have a bad time the character progression is 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 here it's it's in this movie she does she's have a an badass arc, now i guess yeah uh i mean sure <laughs> <laughs> sure i'm totally not being sarcastic but um <laughs> But that it was funny because she she drives him to like the edge of a cliff and then like pushes the car with him with him in it off of the cliff. It was a and cool scene, though. I like that. It was, cool. it was an actual car going off a cliff. And then uh, did they have a CGI explosion at the end? I think they did. Yeah. Yep. I they think did. They just blew up the screen. And then she just has to, I guess, walk or get another ride. <laughs> but um, what I did read up on, too, and researching more about this is that car actually belong to the director um director's daughter teenage daughter um apparently he took it away from her for some unknown reason and i guess he decided <laughs> to use her car <laughs> in, his, in his movie <laughs> you know, so props for the dedication <laughs> it's nuts yeah. i told you not to. i told you you had a curfew give me your fucking car <laughs> <laughs> you'll get it back um, never and then after that, we leave Mina for a bit, 
and we start following David, so Daniel's brother. Um, and at this point, it's almost a whole different movie. Like this is like Mina doesn't come back for a while, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and it becomes Detective Man chasing down Mina. They're looking for Mina, yet they've not thought to go ask her father who gave her her bank account and just like she's like i need to go be free and do my own thing and her father's like a year older than her it's very weird <laughs> <laughs> and and like he just sends her on her way and you just get a scene of her like she just takes off running down the suburb sidewalk and that's her being free with her wallet um you're free you're free go uh and they never ask him or anything uh which is kind of weird because if you like it, it turns out in the end that like if the cop never did anything they would have caught mina just fine yeah <laughs> i mean they, they catch her stupid. they catch her in in one uh i guess not just equator scene in the middle of the third act <laughs> what's stupid. what's really strange about david's part too is like you can tell right away that what he's doing is not going to help him at all because no. <laughs> cause the whole thing is that they're trying to investigate the biker gang that those two bikers were a part of. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole crime itself was completely unrelated to the rest of the gang, so they don't have any information in the first place. And Mina's just going off on her own, just, you know, going across the country. Like, they won't know anything. Um, so essentially, you just have this whole part where you're just watching this knowing that there's no point to any of these scenes because it, it doesn't advance Mina at all. Um, the scene doesn't really advance anything. It's like, it's so much stuff that could have just been like, maybe, I don't know, uh, a, a five minute scene that plays out over like 15, 20 minutes. Like the scene in the bar, it's just some woman who's got, something's wrong with her. And she's just like at this weird biker bar playing darts by herself in a in skimpy clothing. Um a biker the, the 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 detective, he's like he pays the bartender uh over the course of time three hundred dollars. <laughs> over two drinks. Over two, two drinks and one of the biker's names. Um and the biker uh like sexually harasses this woman playing darts and then she leaves and just goes into the ocean like she literally walks out the back door and goes into the ocean uh to to play in the surf by herself yeah the and, beach out behind the biker bar yeah it's that's it's a it's a hip spot dog that's why the bikers hang out there they're beach bikers do you know about beach bikers uh they they the guy who attempts to assault her follows her out down to the beach again and here we have like the same scene that happened in the beginning of the movie i don't know if there's any subtext there but if there is i can't read it um i don't know how to read i don't know how to read that's tough um the the biker goes to rape this woman and, it, and, he, and this biker looks exactly like the we're struggling to figure out if it was the same actor or not because he looks exactly like the first one who died he seemed this older version of that guy he honestly did. like like 10 years past <laughs> um, um yeah he beats him up chokes him out um and then what happens next is really weird because the woman's thankful to him and decides to help him out by I guess the scene changes and now we're like on on some random road. The woman is now on top of uh, David's car just posing and the bikers are like passing by 
and the same biker that David fought that and knocked out sees her, quote unquote, stops. Fought. Yeah, fought, quote unquote. <laughs> he squeezes his head until he passed out. <laughs> the police squeeze, this was called. But pulls over and then tries to rape her again. <laughs> and then the policeman gets his foot stuck for some reason. <laughs> He's like hiding in the car and he gets his foot stuck so this woman's like, possibly being raped while he's trying to get out and go save her um and then he, he yeah he uses the the police head squeeze once again and both times the woman is watching this happen it cuts to her face and she's just stone-faced staring off into the distance she's, like there's nothing going on behind those no eyes reaction she's just watching just blinking with the polite smile on her face it's amazing and what's even great too is like it, it makes no sense like how how they knew they were coming uh, to that to that spot on the road, um, and then there's a scene too where uh, the biker has a gun and shoots at David, but nothing happens. Like there's no reaction to any of the gunshots, so you almost think that he misses. Uh, but the movie explains that he actually had a a bulletproof vest on, but there's not even like a bullet hole or anything, or he didn't like you know just like. Uh, there's no hit. scene where he puts it on there's no reaction to the gunshots there's no yeah. you look like he he like you i goku through the gunshots he, just he like it. <laughs> yeah like i i legit thought he just missed and i was like how do you miss from that close <laughs> but no i guess he had only a, held two shots he had a vest on he definitely did not keep his gun fully loaded that's for sure yeah like uh, fired twice six shots <laughs> The other and thing it's... is that uh, David had put on a bike, uh, like a motorcycle helmet at some point between scenes as he gets out. He, I don't know what Oh, for. did he? Yeah, he's like wearing Yeah, he was wearing one. I don't know oh, what the point yeah. of that was. He never like got punched. <laughs> he, he took it off to fight the guy, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. For some reason. It was weighted. It was weighted clothes. He increased his power level. Um, he, he then hog ties the guy and for like five minutes he's tying up his legs and throws him in the truck or the car in the back seat and then asks him like where his boss is because maybe his boss will know where mina is i think yeah. i'm making a stretch here no that that's that's pretty much what happens like at this point you can tell that uh the very first two parts of the movie don't even matter like this is its own its own separate thing uh, because we learn about the boss, whose name is Black Pepper. Um, he's completely unrelated to the rest You've of the movie. You've never heard about him the entire yeah. movie. And suddenly Compl the main antagonist is now Black Pepper. Yeah, Black it's this Pepper. random uh, biker dude, I guess. It's like um, blonde macho man Randy Savage. And it's very strange, because you, you think that the biker leader would be with the rest of the bikers. Uh, but he's not. He lives so in a penthouse. <laughs> Yeah, so at this point, um, the woman basically says her goodbyes. She's gone. Um, and the uh, the biker that David beat up, who we learned his name is Dutch, um, takes him to Black Pepper. And for some reason, they never showed this. I'm wondering if like a scene got cut or just was missing. Uh, but the police come there, too. So the police are here now looking for Black Pepper with David. No idea why. This is we don't one know of those, what Black Pepper did. <laughs> this is one of those like uh, uh, scenes you have to add yourself because that's what real good movies have. Um, you have to assume that David called the like the precinct and was like, "Hey, I got 
on a, a you only see one cell phone in the movie so i don't even know if cell phones were a thing when it started i don't think so 84 probably not so this had to have been filmed later because later on the cop has a cell phone that he treats like a cb radio he doesn't know how to use it um <laughs> so you just kind of assume that that david called the precinct and was like yo i got this guy and he uh, you need to come save me when they all uh, jump on me at, at this specific spot. It's almost like he he drove to a spot where the detectives were already waiting. And that's not possible. Because yeah. they'd already told him, stay off the case. Don't do anything. And he's doing this all rogue. He's doing the whole rogue cop thing. He's a rogue cop because it's his brother and he's too close to the case. And then they never talk about it again. They just kind of let him do whatever. Um and then I think this leads into the weirdest scene in the whole movie, at least for me. Um, it, it goes into the, you know, this is this house that Black Pepper's in super fancy. Um, and she, he's like making out with this one chick. But there's another girl there who is just belly dancing. For and she, yeah, and she's got one name, so she must be popular somewhere. Like they, I, even I in guess. the credits, they're like, this is Voodie or something. And I don't remember the name. Yeah. But, yeah, like a Rudy. Ruhi. Ruhi. That was it, right? And they like do so. these weird, like, they get right up in her face with the camera so you can recognize who it is, but nobody knows who that is. Um. <laughs> I was just baffled by how long it went on. And, like, it was, it was, it was just like three, three straight minutes of just her dancing. It was a full Nothing's song. happening in the background. Like, well, literally, Black Pepper's just watching her. He's just rubbing up girl. on her with this other girl. Yeah, this is. Yeah. It's just their foreplay. They need they need Ruhi to start getting their engines going. That's what's going on. It's very strange. It's very uncomfortable because and the worst part is like they're they're looping. They're looping uh, video, too. Um, so you see like the same things over and over and over again <laughs> for three straight minutes. It's it's just terrible. It's it's honestly terrible. <laughs> uh, nothing about the movie is not terrible. I don't. I I, I ended up not liking anything. About it. I, I hated this movie. Um, it, it was shit. And then she just walks off you know the police don't see her they don't arrest her or anything she just disappears yeah ruhi disappears from the movie she was just they hired her for five minutes and, and left <laughs> yeah and then uh black pepper and this the other woman i don't think they ever said her name um she didn't need a name she was yeah. just there to wear not many clothes and get rubbed up on are then we get like a sexy time scene for again another like three straight minutes <laughs> And then uh, then they finally hear the police and they're like, oh, my gosh, I got to get out of here. And Black Pepper runs away and tries to escape. They and arrest then... that lady. Um, the yeah. The, the police storm in. Scene. Yeah, the police storm in. They find the girl who's still just sitting on the bed, I guess. She, she's like, I'll be fine. No, she's, she's like, like, no, they say, where's Black Pepper? And she points to her heart. She goes, she's Black Pepper's here in my heart. And then yeah. one of the police gives off the this really rapey vibe. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, why is there another one? <laughs> what is happening? So we get yeah. another rapist, but thankfully nothing happens and they just arrest her and walk off. Um, at this point, Mina has already been arrested, I believe. Yeah, they just yeah. say offhand that she's been arrested. Um, there isn't there's, really yeah, anything to There's mention. a scene where they cop, they, they follow her, the detectives, and then they catch her. Yeah, apparently yeah. They, they catch her in a park. 
Yeah, they literally just walk up to her and say you're I... under arrest, and that was it. Like that's yep. all it was. That's it. It's very anticlimactic. If there and was that... any build up to it. <laughs> um, but um, then the other... Black Pepper. Oh no, go for it. Uh, the other thing is when they are raiding Black Pepper's house, when they break into his room. Black Pepper's gone by this point, but the woman hasn't done anything. The only thing she has done at this point is put, like, a blanket up in the air. Like, she's hiding behind she's, it. She's like yeah, a she ghost. <laughs> yeah, she's on her knees on the bed with a blanket over top of her. So, like, she's not even trying to hide. She's just like, ooh, you can't see me. <laughs> and the police are just throwing, like, pointing guns at her and telling her to take the thing off. She's like, no, I don't want to. It's amazing. And then she does, and that's when the cop's like, ooh. And the cop starts getting googly eyes at her just because she's nude. And then, um, and then yeah, comes the, f- the best chase scene. <laughs> this, this is kind of what got me back into the movie with how stupid it was. Uh, <laughs> David, what happens to David at this point? He chases he after Black Pepper. Oh, yeah. They get in a fight, and it uses the same sound effects. It's a, it's another oh my God. three minute fight scene, and you just hear bah, uh, bah, uh, bah, yeah. uh. and he is, he is for all of them. He gets fucking parts. wrecked. Um, yeah, and what's great is they did the whole looping video again too. So you'll see someone get punched. You'll see the video rewind. It'll play again. He's getting punched again. It'll rewind, play again. <laughs> and it's. And- it's- it's it's almost it's Quality. comedy. It, it's like it's it's purposely done for com- comedic effect, but you know he didn't mean for that to be like that. The Did choreography just... is all wrong. You can tell so clearly that they're not actually hitting each other. No, um, it's the fight scenes are are hideous. Yeah, all of them. Um, it's very bad. There's no variance between any of the hitting sounds. They're all exactly the same for every hit, no matter what time between them. They're exactly the same. It just keeps going too, and then David gets his ass whooped, and you never see him again. That's the end of David's arc. Yeah, to be <laughs> fair, Black Pepper's a big guy. Black Pepper is a beefy guy. Like I said, blonde macho man. Yeah. Um, and then the movie Still don't know becomes. Still Black Pepper. I, I don't know biker gangs. Maybe, maybe, maybe he jammed a pepper shaker down somebody's throat one day, and that became his moniker. Just a weird name. I like that backstory. I like it. Hey, it's better than what we got. Um, and then the chase scene continues. It becomes the police of... chief's movie. Yep. The, now the police chief was like 60 years old. Oh, he's, he's it, easily 70. Like he's, Yeah, 60, he's... 70. Is now chasing Black Pepper uh, like across the tundra. He goes, yeah, he chases um, him through the reeds. He chases him into caves. And then he looks up <laughs> and Black Pepper is just looped his way back around to his house again. <laughs> <laughs> it was like three minutes of just running and just to end up right back at the same house it's not actually supposed to be the same house yeah and then and then we close up onto it and it's a different house they're in like now. a suburban neighborhood yeah oh yeah i forgot so the final scene to the movie it's it's amazing um there's a woman that we see watching tv if she's watching TV. She's just staring off into the distance. You, can't you, I think you can hear a TV. There's a TV you? on. Oh, I'm is yeah. yeah. Well, she's definitely listening right, to it. I remember right. I think then. you can hear a TV. Um, and you see well, Black Pepper just walk, like he's in the house now. Just look at her, 
<laughs> and she, she can hear him, I guess. And she pulls out a gun. She's from underneath gun the lap. quilt that she's that she's she pulls uh, out a making. luger. Yeah, <laughs> she pulls out like a legit luger, and she just grabs and just starts firing, <laughs> just no hesitation. And uh, I guess it turns out the woman is blind, so I don't know how she was able to to get a gun. But well, I mean, if if I had to sit there. It didn't show him breaking into the house. Like she just left her. I think maybe that's her kink. She just like sits there blind and waits for somebody to come so she can murder him and call it self defense. <laughs> I was a poor point, blind woman. <laughs> it would not surprise me in this movie. Uh, she fires um, at Black Pepper and misses. He sneaks around and then attempts to rape her. Like that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, and at this point, keep in mind, like the police chief is still chasing him. Yeah, like like he's still chasing after him. It's not like he's gotten away or anything. <laughs> it's and and as he's about to rape her um the police chief uh shows up out of nowhere and arrests him and then the frame freezes and that's the end of the movie it's incredible like literally the the characters that are on screen at that freeze frame did not exist 20 minutes ago <laughs> it was it's incredible uh Incredible is definitely, it's a word. <laughs> it's incredible that, that this took 21 years to make. Yeah, I, I looked around just trying to see, you know, what, what, you know, why it took so long. And I couldn't find anything, um, to be honest. Uh, I did see some things where apparently um, there was a finished version of the film, like only a year after they started filming. But for some reason, they started working on it still. Um, and it wasn't actually released till till 05. Um, but the, uh, unfortunately the director himself, um, John S. Rad has passed away, uh, passed away two years after the movie came out, actually in 2007. Oh shit. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He, he, he was oh, older. Yeah. I think he was in the seventies. Um, yeah, unfortunately he didn't. He's got an interesting a, history behind him too. Um, John S. Rad. He was, uh, he was, he was an architect. He was an architect, just like our other favorite director, uh, Neil Breen. <laughs> That's so what happens um, when architects become directors. Is fucking... Yeah, he was an architect in Iran that apparently um, escaped to the U.S. in the um, Iranian Revolution in '79, and I guess like five years later, he said he's gonna he's gonna make a movie. I think he did movies too. I think in Iran, um, but so, I couldn't find anything about that. I uh, Ruhi is a, a dancer, and she was in like music videos and stuff. So oh that yeah, would, that would so explain you that. Of honor. Uh, hidden, but yeah, she back then hidden. she was she was she was she was popular. Maybe in Iran, I would think. Or I, I had to do some digging. I had to do some Ruhi digging. Um, so based on what we've seen, would any of you recommend? This? Oh, definitely. <laughs> you have to watch this movie. It is amazing. You you've not lived till you've seen Dangerous Men. I mean, I I definitely put it below most of the Neil Breed movies. I would watch Samurai Cop over this. I definitely watch the Miami Connection over this. Um, but if you're looking for a bad movie to watch, I mean, it's there. It's it, I've seen worse. I've been I I I was interested for the most part. Some of yeah. it's slow. There's a lot of uh, a lot of scenes that just keep going and and you start to be like where what is the point of this where does this fit into the plot at all um 
<laughs> and it just well, does I think I think the the thing that makes this movie so interesting is just just knowing what's behind it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the fact it took so long to make and you can actually see like evidence of that in the movie helps helps you watch it. Uh, just it just makes them even more surreal. You know, the fact that this took over two decades to film and produce um, helps a lot in trying to actually piece together this movie. It makes it a lot less boring. That's true. Um, I think that's a huge part of it, because if you didn't know that, I think this movie would be worse. If you just watch it, do not watch it by yourself. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, do not like, watch yeah, it. Like, I caught myself like making like double checking the actors, like seeing if they replaced anyone a bunch <laughs> of times. Yeah, they did <laughs> that. They did. Um, but yeah, it definitely makes the movie more entertaining. I think without that, if it did not take that long to make and add so many problems to the movie, it would be a lot worse. The execution is just so bad with so many scenes. The dialogue is just terrible. Um, it, it's it's just it's just wrong on too many levels to be any any good without taking into account other reasons to watch it. I mean, quality wise, it's trash. Like. The audio sucks. <laughs> yeah. The graphics suck. Um, even for that time period, you know, uh, everything is real, real bad. But if, you know, bad movies are your thing, I'd say definitely go worth for the it. watch. Yeah. Strider. Uh, Sue? Anything to say? Uh, pff, I fucking know, dude, man. Like, that, I don't know. That was just, it was a wild ride. I guess there's nothing to be said for me. I'm glad it's in my bad movie lexicon at this point. I'll say that. I'm happy I watched it. Honestly, yeah, but I, but I'm, I'm happy I watched it. I do not regret watching this movie. That's for sure. I just the, the I, that scene where the cop chases the guy around for ten minutes and then turns up and they're right back at the house was like my favorite. <laughs> so my favorite was when they walk like or they they uh crawl through the cave the cave under the rock and the old man just like ah. <laughs> He's checking like twigs and stuff. I'm tracking him. I'm tracking him <laughs> into this cave. It's so good. It's so amazing. Um, yeah, it was all right. And I think that takes us to our next movie, then, huh? <laughs> the one thing there was uh, there's a black cop. He's like negligible to the movie, but he's in there. I just wanted to mention that. He just do anything no he um, does nothing he has a sex scene too and there's no point to any of it oh, i honestly I forgot that. about that i honestly did i forgot he does there was no point to that uh, they even uh, set up that there might be some drama between him and his wife but it's resolved right? immediately yep <laughs> she's like you're oh, never yeah. home to have sex with me and then he's like yeah, i know but fucking. i'm working and then it cuts to them fucking <laughs> and that's that problem no. solved <laughs> that's how you write a movie um, okay, uh, so, I think, was Dangerous Men? No, Dangerous Men wasn't free on YouTube, but the next film, Roar, definitely is free on YouTube. Uh, it might, probably shouldn't be, but if you want to see it, that's where it is. Uh, we watched For Roar. For sure. <laughs> For sure, Roar. Roar, you have to watch. Roar it is, is a, such yeah. a good movie. Everybody it, has to watch Roar. For the wrong reasons. <laughs> I, you know, watching it, I never realized how old this movie was. Because um, it, w- it was from 76. 1976 is when this movie what, was Roar from. was? Yeah. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, I did. I never realized. I thought it was from like um like late 80s or something, but no, it was from 1976 is when they started filming. Is it? And, oh yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, now the thing about Roar that makes it so unique and what it's about, um, essentially it's it was an idea that these uh, these film stars had, where they wanted to make a movie about like nature and um, uh, African wildlife, specifically lions, tigers, you know, big cats, essentially. What makes it unique is the fact that all of the the big cats that are in this movie um, are all real and untrained. Um, <laughs> they are owned by and the they're... actress Tippi Hedren and her husband, who is also the main actor of the film. They 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 own this wildlife reserve. It's supposed to be set in Africa, but it's set but it's actually in the U.S. somewhere, uh, California. Um, and it's all I I've watched many many horror movies in my life, and I've never been more tense through a movie than I have with <laughs> fucking roar. Yeah, because. Honestly, oh, I was God. very scared about the the amount of of cats in this movie is absurd. I think they said it's over a hundred, um, but they like they're not on leashes or anything. They're, the only cages is the one keeping them all on set, and that's it. That's all there is. And in the movie, you will see nothing will stop these things at all. These these are very powerful creatures, and they will hurt people like and they do hurt people you see a movie with like a big cat like you'll see a hip-hop video and it's like a lot of times i see a hip-hop video and, and like the, the rapper has like a tiger on a chain and obviously they're sitting six feet away from the tiger and there's a bunch of handlers you can't see and it's like if that tiger really wanted to fuck shit up she you know the rapper would still have problems in this there's like 20 lions on screen at once and the actors are right there with them there is no amount oh they're scared they are <laughs> the fear on the faces of these people is so real at times they are actually bleeding they are actually hurt actors will come up in one scene looking fine and the next their clothes are all torn up and they got bandages the cats are actively tearing the bandages off of them in the next scene like it is <laughs> Yeah, so he almost got scalped. Like. He, he did. Yeah. So, so for this movie, um, the, the actual plot of it, it has it's very weak. It's a very weak plot. It's almost non-existent. But the fact that they were able to put anything in there whatsoever, um, is extremely impressive, considering you have just a bunch of bunch of bunch of tigers <laughs> with actors trying to make a story out of it. Um, the story is you have the uh, the naturalist uh, Hank who lives in this on this preserve with all these tigers and he's a uh, he's basically doing this study of what would happen if you bring all of these different cat species together in one place you know like what would the behavior be like um and the plot is that uh, being the movie he has a committee who basically controls his funding which is how he's able to afford to have all these cats um they come and basically want to look around like see how it's going you know what the nature of the actual uh experiment is and you can see things get wrong go wrong so fast <laughs> get on the boats <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my God. yeah. So, so they take boats to Hank's reserve because the house that he lives in um, is on this uh, this river, um, which is held up on on telephone poles. So the the committee, which is a group of like six or six to eight people, I don't actually remember how many there are. Um, they come up on these boats and they're staying on the boats because 
like as soon as they pull up, they're surrounded by tigers and <laughs> it's by tigers and lions. They are just everywhere and they are not leaving those boats. No. And the um, tigers just, just hop up like they're just like, hey, look, new place. Like they're not they're not angry. They're not. The tigers are just they're almost friendly, but they're also like 700 pounds. So they yeah. just jump on the boat and they're and immediately everybody in the boat is filled with fear. I'm it sure that's it what is was... such a shock because you immediately immediately realize that these people are in such danger. Because <laughs> as are. soon as they fall into the water, because these tigers just basically sink their boats immediately, um, they start jumping on people, and it looks like they're playing. And you're like, "Oh, they're fine," and then you see the blood. <laughs> There's <laughs> they're in the water and they still come up out of the water covered in blood only to get on land and be a, and, and be like assaulted by more tigers and lions and shit. That's <laughs> ridiculous. And then it's Hank, who who's the caretaker, both, you know, like for in real life and also in this movie, um just trying to fight all of these lions and tigers off of these people he's legit like just like pushing them and shoving them and yelling at them he, he at one point like you can actually see one of them bite through his hand mm-hmm. it's it's like um between i think his pointer finger and his thumb they it just bites straight through his hand um and they have to bandage it, bandage it up off of the off camera but it is just so ridiculous i can't believe anyone thought this was a good idea uh it's, it's just, just crazy the crazy part to me is them even trying to like have a plot through this like they talk about like togar a rogue lion who often like in the wikipedia <laughs> I, I i forgot about it totally but like the good lion is robbie and the bad lion is togar and, and then there's so many lions though you can't even tell one from the other and they're hank just knows them. hank knows them. he's calling them by their name and everything hank knows like... but hank is insane if but... hank is out of his mind and and just reading like background about this movie too um one thing when i was watching i was like i can't believe how they're getting these shots it's ridiculous and it turns out i was kind of right because some of like it took forever for them to get anything useful out of i'm sure anything they just lay around at the zoo all day i'm sure they did that at the the reserve yeah like all the time doing like at one point there's a scene where like uh they have two two tigers that are in a car and they're just they're just taking the car down the road with the tigers in it right um and i thought that'd be the easiest scene out of any of them to shoot they were so happy to get on the boat why wouldn't they get in a car right but apparently that scene alone took seven weeks to record dang seven weeks to do that uh, and the the full runtime for actually recording uh or filming all of this was uh five years it took them five years to do all of this it was a mixture of a bunch of stuff um because i know that they had issues with the uh the cottonwood trees that were actually um indigenous to the region because they change color with the season so they only had like a five month period of when they could actually film and do the movie every year and when you know one scene takes <laughs> takes seven weeks, it's it's very difficult, and you have so many people that are just getting mauled by lions constantly. It's a miracle this movie came out at all. They also lost like a f- almost a full year to a flood, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was a flood too. Hmm. Um. But. But yeah. So with with the movie, I think. I think the most impressive thing is just Hank, like uh, Noel Marshall, because the the way he actually you can tell, like he knows these animals uh, because 
he's the most with them. He's the most aggressive with them. He's like legit running around, getting between two tigers fighting. Um, and he's the least injured out of pretty much everyone. It's it's nuts. I can believe it. And spe speaking of injuries, too. Oh, my gosh. The amount of injuries that happened in, in the filming of this was ridiculous. So many. Hundreds of stitches had to happen. Uh, there were people with blood poisoning. Um, even Hank. Uh, Septus, right, too, as well. Yep, Septus. Gangrene. Gangrene, too, which is extremely dangerous. Yeah, there we go. Gangrene, um, which is basically your body is dying because you've lost so much blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nuts. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but what's cool about the movie, though, is there's lots of different animals. Um, it's not just tigers. <laughs> there's so many animals also, to look there, at. There are, blood, there, there are a lot of animals involved in this because this is a reservation. So they had to buy all of these animals. Um, they're not they're not wild. Um, and let me I don't remember how many there were. Let's see if I can find a list of them. There's a list somewhere. Um, so they do the uh, yeah, here it is. The, they, it was, they get chased off by the tigers and whatnot. And then um, doesn't it cut to like he starts training some some guy who who's like you're, you're watching him and you're like this guy had no idea what was going on when they brought him. I'm sure he was acting, but he is constantly afraid of every animal that comes his way and rightfully so. Poor Mativo. Yeah. Poor Mativo. <laughs> yeah, like he he's very scared and like. The thing is, too, the, the amount of animals that, that are there, they're all dangerous. Like, it, it's lions, tigers, panthers, cougars, jaguars, leopards, elephants. Like, there's so many. They're constantly surrounded. Um, and you have, after Mativo, who we kind of get like an intro to, you know, someone learning to hopefully survive. Uh, eventually, the next plot point is Hank's family is coming down to visit in his new home. And we had to see basically a bunch of people that have no idea what they're doing uh, try to survive all these animals. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like they Hank didn't tell them, yo, my house is going to be covered in giant cats. Like, I hope you guys are prepared. Like, they seemingly go to his house and they're walking around the house in the beginning and they're like, oh, look at all his African stuff. This is pretty cool. I'm going to take a nap on his bed. And they have no idea that there were some great shots in that too because the, the family are walking through the house and with the camera work you can see like uh the tigers where they are but the family can't see them and they're just like walking straight by them you can still see the animals but they have no idea it's i can't i can't fathom how long it took to get those shots no, um be up in the rafters and stuff yeah but yeah, it was really impressive <laughs> And I was just screaming at them, like, look up, <laughs> please, you're going to die. Um, and then eventually they find out about the tigers. They just get flooded with them, the whole house. And at one point um, during all this, they're like, they're trying to hide. They're trying to hide in like lockers and stuff because they don't know what to do. And they're very scared. Um, but at one point, the antagonist lion, uh, I think it's Toga. Togar. Was it, was it? Togar. Yeah, Togar. He comes in um, and you realize, like, that wasn't part of the script. He just really is a really antagonistic lion <laughs> because he, he just starts tearing through the house. And I don't mean like he's like running through. Yeah. He is breaking down walls, 
trying to get to this family. He's coming through the drywall. He's knocking yeah. doors down. <laughs> it becomes and, a and, horror movie real fast. And and you literally think watching this like those people are so dead. And I I thought this was part of I don't think it's part of the movie anymore. Thinking back on it, because they find a gun, like they find a rifle. They're um, carrying a rifle the, through that, that entire scene. Yeah, they're they're holding yeah, a gun to shoot Togar. Um, but they like I guess they can't quite shoot him because the wall and everything, the whole house is falling apart. But thinking back on it, I think that was just a real gun in case they actually did have to shoot <laughs> Togar. <laughs> that thing, like Togar, was just so aggressive. I'm pretty Every sure if he caught them, they would have died. If they would have been too slow during that, if they would have been too slow with doing that, one of them would have been seriously injured, if not outright. Every scene Togar was in, he was covered in blood. Yeah, like th- I, yeah, that I was think that's no how joke. they made him distinct. As they said, this this line's always gonna be bloody as shit. I don't even know if uh, if it was fake though. They might have just had to feed him first before they put him in the scene. <laughs> it it could have been, but it definitely matched up. Togar was very aggressive. It was um, unpleasant. There was another crazy scene too, <clears throat> where one of the women get gets knocked out. And um, one of the shelves above them that that they're unconscious falls over and breaks a, like a glass or a jar of honey. And the honey like drips down from the shelf onto her face. And she wakes up with like a panther licking her face. <laughs> and the actor went on record apparently saying that was probably the most terrifying scene because no one knew if that thing was going to bite her face off. I mean, it's like, just just the thought of like if you even just like a regular house cat, you're playing with them and they get a little too rough, and then you're like in a struggle automatically. Like like you got claws in you, you're like I don't know what to do. It hurts, and then imagining that that house cat is, you know, four times your weight. Pounds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And it's still playing, you know. Even even when they're trying to be nice, you're gonna end up getting scalped. It's it's horrifying. And at some point, okay, so um. Hank and Mativo, where did they they leave to go do something? Like for some reason they don't go to the house while the family goes there. They leave to go do something. They go to visit a Maasai tribe or something for some reason. Yeah. So the reason why is because Hank didn't realize Hank that the family um, <laughs> took a bus to go oh, to his house. Right. So he's traveling to the airport to meet them so he can drive them back, um, not knowing that they were there already. Um, so that's why they're alone. Hank's not there to save them from all these tigers. <laughs> oh, well, and part um, of it is like hey, some tigers follow them to the to where they're going. And Hank is like, I don't want these tigers following me, Mativo. I need you to, to hang out in this tree and wave your thing around all night. You're, you're fucking you take off your jacket and wave it around like a toy and then they'll <laughs> play with it. And I'll be back in like the morning. <laughs> yeah, he fucking left them in the tree all night. I think he said um, that at that point they were off of his reserve. So if any poachers found the tigers, then like they legally could actually kill them. Um, so he didn't want them to die uh, if he just left them alone trying to have them follow. He didn't want them to stay there so they'd be safe. Remember, this is Mativo's first day. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stressful first day. He didn't have Bring to watch extra. no training yeah, videos. He didn't, have, he didn't meet the he didn't meet the crew. He said, "Get in there and distract these tigers." <laughs> He's an umbrella motherfucker. Yeah, fucking love, I love that part. Do you keep him back with this? He, they're they're like trying to 
He says, "What am I supposed to like keep these these tigers off while we're, while we're we're dealing with some?" And he's like, and he just hands him a black umbrella, and he's like, "Spread this out and just use it." And Mativa holds on to that umbrella for the rest of the movie, like like it's his, his lifeline. Yeah, you get it from it. It works. That's the crazy thing. It worked. Like that umbrella trick actually worked. He was holding off like three tigers with that until they broke it. Yeah, they break it. Towards <laughs> well, the he started playing with it, so I guess it still worked. So we're giving the plot more credit than it deserves because this whole thing is like, you can't even tell where the plot is. You're just watching people try to avoid dying. Dying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but according to the plot at this point, uh, the family has lived through the night, I guess. Somehow they got sleep and maybe the lions went away. They never show like the lions leaving or them locking them out or anything. Lions just come and go in the house as they please. And if yeah. not, there's tigers yep. and panthers up in the rafters and on the ceiling and shit. And, and uh, at this point, they get in a boat and head to, <laughs> head to like another section of land where they encounter an elephant. And the elephant... Uh, apparently works for OSHA and it wants to inspect the boat. <laughs> he fucking I destroys He's a very dedicated, passionate worker, too, because he rips that thing to shreds. He <laughs> beats the shit out of the boat. He's kicking the boat. He forces him back into the water and is still just beating the shit out of the boat on land. Um, There's this great part, too, when they're trying to escape from the boat. They get too close to the land and one of the t the lions is there waiting for them. And the lion just like looks at him and takes a paw and just pulls him closer. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's just so scared trying to like avoid the lion. And they keep trying to push themselves away from shore. And as soon as they get a little too far, the lion grabs him again, pulls him back in. <laughs> it's just that over and over again. Like, oh, it's so funny, but it's so terrifying. <laughs> Like I said, I've never been tense through a whole movie. Like, somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to get shaken <laughs> like a rag doll, and that's going to be it. But luckily, uh, nobody did, I guess. They even have a, a thing in the like beginning, a big disclaimer pops up that, like, yes, people were injured, but no cats were injured in the making of this film. Yeah. So they, they only have estimates. Um, there were no official numbers, but they estimated about 70-some of the 140 were, uh, crew were uh, grievously injured. Um, Hank, though, N Noel Marshall, um, estimated that it was probably over 100. So almost everyone got injured filming this movie. Um, and the but smell. The smell would have been injured in itself. <laughs> so at this point in the movie, um, Hank is trying to go back home after going to the airport and realizing his family's already there. And he's worried because, you know, they're with a bunch of fucking lions. <laughs> That and he didn't he, tell them would be there when they he yeah. invited them before. So he's running back, and we also get this scene with the committee members from the beginning of the movie. And after getting mauled by all these tigers and shit, they decide this is not a good idea, and they make the executive decision to um to go and kill Hank's lions. So they're going around and they're just shooting lions. And the scene itself, like where they show um the committee members actually shooting the lions you see them dropping everything but apparently they were just uh filming the uh the lions like monthly blood draw so they're just being tranquilized essentially yeah it, it's very it, it's real like it, the lions are up on a rock and then they just tumble down a cliffside 
and you're like, ooh, did they really just kill that fucking cat? Like, <laughs> that's what I thought for the first one. But you see two more, and you can you can clearly tell they're still alive. Like they're yeah. breathing. They're kind of looking around. They just look really tired. But they they definitely for sure fall down those cliff sides. Oh yeah, <laughs> they um, fucking fell that hardcore. But yeah, they're going around. They're shooting lions. But then Togar shows up. And he wrecks their shit. <laughs> he kills, no he shit. kills both of the committee members that are trying to kill these lions. And I'm guessing they dressed up like some meat or something and bloated it up because there's body parts everywhere. Um, but before that, like they're legit getting mauled by the, by Togar. Oh, yeah. Like he is on top of them and they're trying to push him off. And he's just like, like pounding them with his paws. It's nuts. I can't believe they didn't die. Uh and Hank, being the insane brave man that he is, starts shouting like he does through the whole movie. He just runs at the big cats and starts shouting at them to stop. And it the works! Whole... Togar starts running away from Hank, and Hank, for the rest of the movie, Hank's just like chasing this lion as the lion's running away from him. Hank has my respect, like, how the fuck are you so scary that a lion has to run away from you? It's, <laughs> it's insane, though, to think that somebody, like, this is how he lives. I mean, it, it looked very natural. Like, this is how Hank lives his life every day from sunup to sundown. He is yelling at lions. <laughs> that is his job. That is his life. That's his passion. His clothes are constantly in tatters. Like, it's 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 insane to think that somebody lives that life. Um, after he oh, chases I, him off, though, I no. found the I found the numbers too, real quick. Just to give you guys like an idea. So there were seventy one lions, twenty six tigers, uh, a tigon, which is a a mix between a tiger and a lion, um, nine black panthers, ten cougars two jaguars, four leopards, two elephants. And then there was just some birds like swans, geese, and cranes and stuff. But but yeah, like this is over 100 dangerous animals in one spot. It's absurd. Um, and I guess Robbie, the other lion, shows up at that point. Yep, and, yep. and comes to fight off Togar, and they are having a big cat battle. Um... Oh, big cat battle, big time. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is pretty cool. And at this point, like, I'm tired from being tense through this whole movie. There's like scenes we're cutting out where, like, like there's a straight half an hour of the family just running around this this house, jumping in water barrels, hiding in lockers, and I think that it happens multiple times. Like, there's two or three scenes of this, and it just keeps going. There's one part where he like gets on a motorcycle, and. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, they find the motorcycle and he and he drives off the property to go get help the son um and then immediately like, runs into an elephant who starts full-on charging him like that ele it was like jurassic park with the t-rex like that that elephant wanted his ass <laughs> um, and what's great too is th that motorcycle is not fast enough to escape those tigers no it's supposed to climb not for speed yeah, uh, they are much faster than that bike. Like they are doing loop de loops around him as he's it, trying to escape. It was and legit, they are playing with him. It was legit, like uh, like I was saying, like Dead by Daylight, where you're the killer and somebody's screwed, and you're just kind of following him around. The tigers were like that. It, were just, it is <laughs> honestly watching. It felt like such a hopeless situation. Like they cannot escape at all. There, no. There's no way. There's um, nowhere to go. You you do get this nice scene though. Um, where they, they find a way to get away from from them by climbing to the top of the house and going across this water wheel. So they, they climb across this water wheel. 
and they managed to get away from them and find like this empty building and they said okay we're gonna sleep here there's no tigers or lions here at all we'll sleep here for now and we should be okay they didn't uh, but shut they the door. To lock the door they didn't, lock, they didn't even shut the door they just fell asleep on the yeah. floor yeah they just so, slept on the floor so when they wake up they're surrounded <laughs> by like 30 lions all sleeping next to it. It's a nice scene because you get to, like they're all they're all cuddled up to with them and everything. And it, the mood kind of shifts in the movie. Um, it's character development at this. Point. Yeah. So the family just kind of gets like they it's almost like they understand the lions a bit more like they're sleeping with them. They're playing with them more. They're still getting fucked up, but <laughs> they're they're a lot more calm. And uh, there's like scenes where one of the Hank's sons is like sleeping on his bed and there's a big old tiger or excuse me, a big lion just resting his head on on the son's chest. Um, I remember looking at looking at that and I was like, that man is both the most in danger person, yet the safest person on Earth. <laughs> it was like, incredible. I, well, I mean, it, 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 it kind of felt undeserved to me. Just because, yeah. like, nothing really changed. <laughs> they just woke up and the lions were there and not eating them for once. Yeah. Their entire reason was, well, if they wanted us dead, they would have done it while we were asleep. So I guess... Yep. They don't, yeah, and, they don't, and they really yeah. accepted that. Like, they, they weren't... They, I know it's they're acting, maybe, but maybe they weren't as, the as scared as they were before. No, um, the arc that, is just that they accepted their inevitable death by tiger. Yeah, <laughs> like, this movie shows you just how strong these animals really are. Um... It, it, their paws are the size of their heads. Yeah, like, it's like no got, other, honestly. I, I it's was, a must-see. You need to watch this movie. We were <laughs> talking about it, and it's like, if you ever tried to fight off a dog and you realize how strong a regular-ass-sized dog is, and then to imagine that is in, like, a tiger where... What are you going to do, punch a tiger? That's like 400 pounds of just muscle. Like It is yeah. built to kill you. It has evolved. It doesn't have the intelligence, but it has everything else. Um, and then I guess Hank shows up, and yep. he's like, Hank is like, "Hey, what's up, family?" And he goes to Mativo, and he's like, "Don't tell him about any of that other shit." Hey, family, what's? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. There's this weird little moment that shows the the actual, uh. The, how would you say that the the psychopathy the the the, the insanity how that, is Hank. that Hank is yes it, he is absolutely insane you can tell just by listening to him talk about these lions he loves them way more than he honestly probably should um family yeah definitely yeah. more than his family <laughs> it's it's he insane even tell them this is what they would be walking into he said come to Africa and hang out for a week that's it's basically what he told them uh and that's it no idea like not even like oh i have a cat that's a pet or you know hey wait for me to show up before you come into my place <laughs> maybe he wanted it to be a surprise i don't know um in the end all is well that ends well and they're playing with kittens and and just having a grand old time and everybody it's like the, the heel turn to some of these people like the family members like the son who has been fighting for his life for 24 hours straight is like hey i can stay for the rest of the week this is fine it's like really nah, nah take me back to the city <laughs> where's the plane so, at so for this movie too so that's that's pretty much the end of the movie after that like there's it's just kind of a message of you know save the, save the tigers save the wildlife um <laughs> Fuck poachers. Uh, it's if a no very, one 
that has has anything made of real fur. Fuck them. Uh, that's yeah, the message of this movie. Disgust. It, it, yeah, it, that's but, what it says. Show them your disgust. It's reminding me a lot now that I'm thinking about it of the end of Miami Connection, where they're like, yeah. "Only through violence can we achieve world peace." It's like only through watching these cats maul people for an hour will you realize <laughs> that cats are just big cuddly cats. Like it's it's a little backwards, but uh, I think it's pretty obvious. But box office wise, this movie failed. <laughs> this oh, was yeah. a disaster. No, sh- no shit. Absolutely failed. Um, originally, when they when they thought about filming this movie, they estimated it would cost like three million dollars. Um, and the issue was, I don't think they thought about you know how long it would take, and no. also how much money would go into this. Because they end up having so many animals that the, it costs them four thousand dollars a week just to feed them. Right. Yeah. Which is uh, weird because it was his preserve. Like he should have known that's how much it. I mean, they were both. Uh, I know Tippi Hedren was a famous actor. She was in um, Hitchcock films and and uh, yeah, she was the main actress in The Birds, right? Yeah, she was. Um. Oh, so she does have experience with animals. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. But they they had a lot of budget problems with this because I don't think they had a lot of the things set up that they needed to because um, from what I've read, they had to sell like so much of their like four of their houses, um, 600 acres of land that they owned. Um, It basically bankrupt them just to make this movie and it ended up costing 17 million dollars to make it. So um, so almost six times the original budget Um, and only made two million dollars. I mean, to be fair, I they don't think they shot this movie to make money. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting movie in that you'll never see another movie like it. It is, yeah. it is, it has category all its own. Um, it it earned the two epitaphs: um, the most dangerous film ever made and the most expensive home movie ever made, and it earned them. <laughs> it earned them both. Um, I guess the original daughter was played by Melanie Griffith, and then she saw. A fight between two. Yeah. She she shot some scenes and then she saw a fight between two lions and said she didn't want to come out of this with <laughs> half a face and then left. <laughs> yeah, she was smart. She's like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Nuh-uh. It's not for me. So, um, uh, the uh, wife, the one who plays the wife, she did think that the movie was going to be a hit. Oh, really? she, was, she was expecting 125 million yeah. to 150 million. Yep. They expected it to to do really well. I mean, like when you think about it, marketing wise, they it must sounds have, super interesting. They must have um, fucked up with the marketing big time. Yeah, because like yeah, they must have. This like is when this you is have all these actors that are just like like with so many dangerous animals. Like, how would people not want to see that? Like, that's a History Channel. <laughs> you could, yeah, um, like I said, I, this is a, a super unique movie. It, it doesn't even feel like a movie. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. It doesn't even feel like a movie for most of it. It feels like uh, uh, not even a dramatic reenactment. It's like actual live footage of people being attacked by animals for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nuts. Um, yeah, it, it's a crazy movie. Highly recommend it. You need to see this movie. It's You'll, you'll never find anything like it. Um... I, I 100% agree. I was kind of tired after watching uh, Dangerous Men. I wasn't sure if I wanted to watch this. And about 10 minutes into this movie, I was stuck. I was like, I got I to see. I got to see. And once they're bleeding all over the place and you're like, are they acting? Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. 
it's so it, dangerous. it just kind of blurs the lines blur after a while you don't know like you can't tell what's acting and or if they're legit scared um and like i was saying before the amount of injuries people had like one one person actually legit got scalped like they had to you get 220 stitches in their in their head <laughs> You can see that guy was bleeding all over yeah. the place. And the it's, scary it's, part is he's bleeding in the water and then he gets out of the water and there's more lions. Like <laughs> there's nowhere to go. Another oh. one of the worst injuries was a uh, Togar ended up biting someone in the throat. Oh shit. Really? And then tried to pull off his ear. Oh, Togar really was a bad man. Yeah, he had, like yeah, that was then, legit. Then he injured his scalp, chest and thigh, and he, the guy had to be hostile where he had to undergo surgery for four and a half hours. God yeah. Damn. Luckily, um, no one from the crew died. There were no deaths. Um, none of the animals died because of filming. There were deaths, though, but it was mostly due to um, like airborne illnesses. I think, yeah, it says 14 lions and tigers died due to that. Um, but none of the animals actually died as a result of the filming. The, the flood, though? that happened ended up like completely destroying the property and some of the lions and tigers escaped and the <laughs> law enforcement ended up having to kill three of the lions I hate uh, that one, shit. Of, one of which included Robbie oh, oh really Robbie. oh yeah. now I'm sad <laughs> I didn't know that either <laughs> why'd you tell me that he was yeah, replaced with another cut, lion cut that part out. oh that happened during <laughs> filming yes oh. so they, they had a replacement lion I think Zulu Zuru. 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 Who played Robbie for the rest of the film. Gary. Gary's Robbie's son. <laughs> Gary was still too young about that boy, probably. Gary. Hey, Gary had the fucking hurt of a big old line. So, another thing is that uh, Noel, Ma or, uh, Noel Marshall and Debbie Hadron uh, divorced the year after this movie released. I wonder why. They seem so in love. <laughs> Why'd you tell me about all these goddamn lions? That's <laughs> actually what happened. This is a documentary. It's not a movie. There was never a script. It's like It Takes Two. It's a story about secret divorce. <laughs> uh, it, it, I, I would definitely... I was even streaming the other day and like brought some of it up to show people. Like you had, and it's, it's, it's on YouTube. I mean, don't tell anybody, but it's on YouTube. Yeah, don't, don't, don't tell nobody. Don't get it taken down. Don't get it taken down. It's so good, though. Uh, okay, so it was in, it was in a wild. It was in California where they filmed all this. Sounds about right. They use uh, some some plug-in footage, I think, from Kenya. Oh yep. yeah, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of it was uh, was all it was all filmed in California. Yeah, Africa was like, you can't do that shit here. Like, <laughs> take your happy ass back to the U.S. Go get there in that California time. They'll, they'll take care of you. Um, it was really interesting to see, though, like, because the whole thing about it is Hank's trying to see, you know, what would happen if you bring all these different species of cats together. So then they never touched on it ever again. Yeah, they never talked um, about, like, how they coexist with each other. Like, there's no information. I, now that I'm thinking about it, there's really no information about the animals in this movie. Yeah, you're there just, really isn't. It, you're just watching people survive. But you actually do see how, like, how they actually interact with each other. Um we quickly learned that you do not want a bunch of male lions in one place because they will fight. 
A like, lot. <laughs> like I said, it hangs light sun up to sunset, just yelling at lions, like trying yeah. to get them to stop hurting each other. And like the lionesses, they, they seem a lot, lot more chill than the males do. Uh, it's, they it's very intriguing. Did. And you don't really see many of the different um, species of cats fighting each other very often either. A lot of the fights are just between um, the male lions, just between each other. No, you can you can definitely tell because like there's fewer tigers. Obviously, the lions all stick together, um, but there's the tigers are generally bigger. Uh, but they kind of keep their own from the the lions. They stay in yeah. the water for the most part. And then all the smaller cats, the pumas and leopards, and they are all they're fine together. They're to, they seem like they're totally chilling together. They're just always up in the trees and the rafters, and the, they stay away from the lions. I yeah, didn't see so any of the cougars or anything near the lions. Yeah, it's like this weird respect thing happening in such a small place. It, it was actually really interesting to notice and just look. So you actually kind of like in a weird way get to see Hank's uh, experiment actually happening. Uh, you can kind of notice it for yourself. The movie doesn't really have to say anything. No, I yeah, you, I mean you're right there. That, that does that tracks. Um, that was. I, I, but then again, I, I don't know enough about lions to be <laughs> to be like me. That's how they always act. I don't know. No, I mean uh, I've watched enough. Uh, uh blue planet type shit to be like like i know enough for like uh like male lions will kill their children um yep. <laughs> just to keep them out like that that's the one thing that kind of got me is there's a lot of male lions and they're very territorial over their prides like the fact that there was yep. more than one male lion in a place i noticed that the females and the males seem to be kept different like it was all males or all females yeah uh, i don't know how you would round them up like that but um there wasn't a lot of uh gender mixing between the lions yeah they kind of well the, their thing too is you you saw a few scenes where like the female lions like their job is to take care of the cubs because you see you see small baby uh lions too um and that's legit what they're doing like they're just kind of chilling under the trees watching their kids and the, the male lions are just kind of fighting each other just doing fuck all yeah normal. i mean <laughs> well that's that's the male lion's job is to fend off other you know prides and the females yeah. do all the hunting and the females do all the work pretty much um but i guess it's the same thing with zoos or like let's say a fish tank where you're like well uh that that shark isn't eating all the other fish just because they're all well fed you know yeah yeah, uh, that's the thing too. The the male lions probably the only reason they're so chill is just because they're, they're all fed like every day. Exactly. exactly. Like they don't they don't need to go hunt. That's why they're all lazy. Oh, you know what? That's probably what the female lions are. They're probably just like bitching. Like man, all these fucking <laughs> all these men over here over there. sitting around <laughs> just doing nothing. I gotta watch the kids all day. <laughs> Togar said he'd make me dinner, and I see him over there fucking hanging out with his boys. Tired of it. Tired of it. <laughs> Yeah, but they're playing dance. video games again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I, I'm kind of thinking this is like an all-around recommend from everybody. Um, oh yeah, that was fucking great. Absolutely. I, I think it like real talk, just from critics. I think it was actually well received. That's why I'm honestly surprised that it did so poorly. Because even though like uh, like the plot and story and everything was kind of bad like honestly what can you expect <laughs> like i wasn't expecting there to be one at all after the first 10 minutes just because it's such a crazy and dangerous thing True. the fact they pulled anything off at all is absurd um but actually seeing all those animals together in itself is well worth the watch especially when you got all those people in there with them 
um, it, it just makes a great, great thing to watch. And I can't believe it just did so poorly. I, I, I want to look into more of that, too, because, uh, yeah, that, it should not have done that poorly. Like, there's a review here that says it's, it's, it's like watching a jackass movie, and that is kind of close. Like, you're kind of just constantly worried about who's going to get hurt. Yeah, that's the thing, sucked though. Into J- it. Jackass did well. <laughs> that's true, but they had MTV oh, marketing. Oh, I will fucking love Jackass. They had marketing, and I... Like, I've never heard about this movie aside from other podcasts and, and uh, you know, people discussing similar uh, hidden gems, I guess. Yeah, the only reason we found it was because we... Was it, was a Reddit page or something about, like, really bad movies, and they talked about this one? Yeah, so it was recommended, and just the idea of it's just so absurd. We're like, we have to watch this. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, yeah, I heard about this a long time ago from uh, fucking Red Letter Media, because I can't stop. But What's interesting um, is that this film as well, uh, just like Dangerous Men, it was um, bought and re-released in 2015 by the same company, Draft House Films. Um, hmm. So both of those movies were both re-released the same year. I think that's what Draft House Films does, is they yeah. they uh, pick up... Bring them back. Yeah, they find old copies that are cheap and... Brought it back. And, yeah, and give it new life. I think they did... Did Draft House do that for Miami Connection, too? I know another company did for that movie. You know, bring Connection back. They, like, I think Miami Connection, they literally found, like, an old copy of the movie in a warehouse and, like, bought the rights to it. And <laughs> uh, said, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Look at the magic we made. Look at this magic. Shit. Um, but yeah, any like uh, closing thoughts about these? They did Miami Connection. That is what they re-released. Miami Connection, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wish we'd watched that one and had this plan. That was a fun movie. It was. Um. Uh, that fucking end quote. <laughs> Great. Oh, you know, there, there's one other thing, actually, um, is the fact that Roar was marketed as a comedy film. That I was is, is so bizarre. Because, <laughs> yes, I laughed, but like Robert. I was laughing, but really I was scared. <laughs> like, let's to be honest with you, I was so nervous watching these people struggling to survive. It was, um, it was a shock to laughter. It is. It yeah. Is. I can't. I can't. I don't even know what to do except laugh. Like, <laughs> there's I'm no doing it right now. Like, I can't believe that they thought this was a comedy. I, I, I to be fair, I don't really know what to call this movie, but I know it shouldn't be a comedy. <laughs> that's for sure. It should be fucking like horror survival. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that's a good fit. Horror survival, survival horror. I like it. It's the Resident Evil of lion movies. <laughs> survive. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. That's it for that, me. That, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Um, God damn, that was a good movie. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we find something interesting to watch next. I'm I'm not really sure what to do after these two. Both of these were kind of wild. Roar, especially. Yeah. Um, just because it, it's it's hard it's hard to one up that. Yeah, Roar's um, a weird. Movie. So hopefully was, we it, find it, something it, just as inter- interesting next time. It was definitely unexpected. Like I, I was like, all right, we'll check this out and we'll see how it is. And then I just couldn't stop. 
<laughs> One thing we could watch, because I have not seen it, I don't think uh, Soon and, and Strider have either, is The Room. I have, oh, yet, I I have yet never to see seen The Room. room. I want to see it. Like, I, I need to see Tommy Wiseau being a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so we could do that. I know a lot of uh, uh, of of similar podcasts and YouTube channels don't do the room because it's it's like done to death and easy money. But I could give a fuck. I think we should just do it. And oh, I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for it. You mean hell yeah? All right. We'll 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 get the room next week, and uh, maybe find something else as well. The room might take up all our time. Movies. I, I that's one of the few movies I have. I have like that. I have things, and um, there's another one by these like uh, who killed Captain Alex, which is like this. It's it's a kung fu movie, but it's done in like Zimbabwe or something where there's no money or anything. Zimbabwe. I don't think yeah. it's Zimbabwe. But on top of that, they have like a DJ for the movie who's always yelling things while things are happening, like over the track. Movie. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's, I it's insanity. Watch it. It's it's great. It's I great. Like it it kind of like he's like they'll be fighting. He's like, oh, hit him with the tiger punch. Get him, big power, big power, and you. <laughs> Dude. Yes. What Hollywood? What Hollywood films? That's what it is. Hollywood. Sounds like a great thing to pair with the room. We could do that. It's like um, wine and cheese. I'm I don't know if those wine. go together. I like it. It's perfect. The room is like a nice slow wine and then mad cheese for what Hollywood <laughs> Mad cheese. Mozzarella. Um <laughs> our, <laughs> Stupid. Um, what? <laughs> okay, so I mean, I thought we'd like go into other stuff, but we've already been at this. I don't even know how long we've been at this. This has been well. I over don't know. An hour. I lost track of time. Well over an hour, so I guess we'll just call it there. Um, thank you for listening. Um, Fliz, you can catch me on Twitch. These other guys should stream, but they don't. But we'll still give them credit. Go follow us. Uh... Streaming's for losers, that's why. I quit. I quit Only everything. Professionals <laughs> stream. Um, yeah. Professionals. Yep, professional streamer flies out. Uh, Shit. A stamp on him. He's got a well, license. Thank you very much for joining me, uh, Mr. Kyler, uh, Mr. Strider, and Mr. Soonsoon. Hopefully we'll get you all back for the next one. Oh yeah. Depending on time and whatnot. I, I know there's no there's no like schedule, so it's whatever. Um, Whenever it happens. That's, uh, yeah, that's it. Any, any, see you. Bye bye. Bye.